Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast at UT Belfast. We hope you enjoy as you join with us on Sunday mornings and listen in as we seek to inspire our church and the people of our city to encounter Jesus and just love it with the biggest heart of compassion possible. Isn't it just great to be here? It just feels a little bit like normal, doesn't it? Something normal in 2020. I've written down here, and my first point is this, Christmas 2020, and we're still here. Do you know, even saying that in a room, the fact that we can say that just feels a bit weird, doesn't it? And everybody knows what you mean. 2020 survived, yeah. Yeah, we're still here. Now, 2020 is this moment where I can stand here, and I I don't know about you, but I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I've been trying to follow him. Well, he's probably been trying to drag me somewhere for a whole lot of years. And this year, for some reason, more than any other year, it's, it's like everything gets shaken. And when everything gets shaken, you realize what is strong and stable and cannot be moved. And for me this year, more than ever, I've realized that Jesus Christ is the immovable. Jesus Christ is definitely the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there is nothing or no one or anything can ever shift that. And so for me to stand there, that's my way of giving a little bit of my story and honoring what I believe Jesus Christ is doing. Um, Recently, Sharon, um, this is a little bit of tangent. Sharon um, got out of bed before I did. No, it's a normal morning. And well, she got out of bed and somewhere in my subconsciousness, I moved from my side of the bed over to her side of the bed. Now, if you've been married at all, you realize what happens is, now wherever you sleep the first night, that's where you stay the rest of your life. And so I have a side and somewhere I'd moved over to my side. Now I say subconscious because that's important to the story because well, I, I, consciously, there wasn't much going on. I, I, I was aware that at some stage I need to get up out of bed and I could hear the noise going on and I was like, yeah, Stephen, just get up. Now sensible people sort of swing their legs round and come round and no sort of, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, come awake. Yeah, it's time to get up. But that's not how I work. I, I get out of bed. You know, I, I'm one of these people that's like, okay, it's time to get up, jump up, jump out. And well, that's okay, because normally I jump up, run out, and there's a space between me and where I'm going to next. But because subconsciously I had moved to Sharon's side of the bed, well, when I got up, jumped out of bed, I ran straight into the wall. And I could hear Sharon and my two daughters all laughing because they watched the whole thing. And why do you say that? Because for me, that sums up 2020. No, it's like you think you're getting somewhere and all of a sudden, boom, eight o'clock curfew, six week lockdown. It's like you think you're getting somewhere and then boom. And you know, this Christmas is probably a whole lot like the first Christmas. You see, this Christmas, our lives are being interrupted, but you imagine the key characters in the Christmas story and how much their lives were going to be interrupted. The difference is that they wouldn't change a single thing about how their lives were interrupted. No, at the time, and we know worse, you're like, well, what is going on? But when you look back, something happened in their lives that would not just shape and change their worlds, but would shape everybody's worlds and lives that would follow, that would ever, ever live. I'm going to read a bit of the story, and I'm not going to read it as well as the kids, because how good were they? Do you know, honestly, let's give them another clap. I know there's some in the room. 
and I'll try, okay? So in the sixth month, this is in Luke chapter one, and it says, in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, greetings. And the first thing you realize is if an angel ever turns up in your room or in your life somewhere, something's going to shift. Teenage girl, greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Well, well, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings might it be? But the angel said to her, do not be afraid because Mary, you have found favor with God. You will, well, you're gonna have a child and you're gonna give birth to a son and you're gonna give him a name, Jesus. He's gonna be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom will never end. And then we have Mary's response. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Now Mary was saying, how can this be? Because I know where babies come from and well, that can't happen. How can this be? Uh, and when I read this, I get really fascinated because when you look at the story, an angel has turned up and said to Mary, and when you unpack it, she's, it the angel is saying this, you're going to have a son and he's going to be called Jesus. And Jesus means the savior, the savior of the world. He, he's the one who's been promised. He's the one who's going to come. He's going to rescue everyone. You know, you're going to have this son. You're going to have a son that we look at in history and realize that that son would live a life. And for 33 years, he would live a life on this earth that would show us all how we truly are meant to live. He would live a life that ultimately he was born to go to a place called Golgotha where, a, where someone would put him on a cross and he would die. But he wouldn't end there because that's, well, that's how everybody else's life ends, but, but not his because he is God. He died on the cross. He went into a tomb and three days later he rose again. And what we know about that is that Jesus came not to just rescue us from politics or from government or from our lifestyle or from this or from that. Jesus came actually to rescue us from our sin and rescue us from ourselves. What do you mean by that even? You see, you and I every day make choices. And we can make choices that bring us closer to God or further away from God. And a lot of the times, the choices that we make that take us further from God, well, they're called sin. And the problem is that when you and I do these things, we can't sort it out for ourselves. Well, Jesus Christ, this rescuer would come and he would pay the price. He would sort it all out so that you and I could know God in the closest way. So the angel is saying to Mary, you're going to have that son. And then he says, well, that son's going to be known as the most high. He's not going to be just like, well, any other boy. He's not going to be like anything else in creation. He is going to be above everything else in creation. He is going to take the highest place because he is no normal son. He is the son of God. And then the angel says, and he's going to be the last king 
of the lineage of David, the greatest king that Israel had ever had. Well, well, Jesus is going to be the king who's going to come and his kingdom is never going to end. The son of God. And Mary turns around and says, well, all that's cool, but I know how babies are made and that's not happened. You see, what is happening in this moment is something that didn't happen for the first in Mary. And it won't be the last time it happens in any of us. It is this. See, when we hear the story of Jesus Christ, we ask ourselves, okay, that's good, but how does your word fit into my world? How does his story make sense in my story? And Mary is simply asking the question, okay, I get all of that stuff, but how does all of that happen to me? We know that Mary understood exactly what was being said because we're told she goes to her sister's house, Elizabeth. Now we would say in Belfast, she went to, I'm going to see our Liz. No, I'm going over to our Liz. And, and so she went to Elizabeth. And when she gets there, she realizes the angel who also told her she would have a baby said that Elizabeth is actually six months with a child. When she goes into the house, Elizabeth is filled with the Spirit of God and she starts to speak and she starts to say everything the angel has already said. And it's like, whoa. And then Mary, well, she starts to praise. She starts to speak these words that let us know that she knew exactly what was being asked of her. She starts to quote scriptures and she starts to talk about these prophecies and she starts to declare you know, the, 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 the declarations that God has made over centuries and generations, what he is going to do. And she starts to declare all of this and everybody looks in and goes, Mary, you know exactly what is being said here. But still, your greatest concern is this. Okay, all of that is true, but how does all of that true fit into my world? How does it fit into my world? You see, she would have known that Jesus, well, it had been told that he's going to be the one who's going to like set prisoners free. You know, people with addictions, he's going to set them free. People who are sick, he's going to heal them. People who are, find themselves poor and, 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 and just can't find a way out, well, Jesus is going to be there. That Jesus is going to be the one who's going to turn up on the side of the underdog and the overdog and the person who's the up and out and the person who's the down and out. Jesus Christ is going to be at the middle of it all. She would have known all of this. But still the question came, but how does all of that fit into, well, all of this? And that's the question we continually can ask. How does this Christmas story, you know, it's cute, isn't it? You no know, kids get dressed up as shepherds and they, and they do all of this, don't they? And they get a little baby doll and they put it in a manger. You no, know, we come to carol service, we sing carols. We'll, we'll all have a favorite carol or, or else we'll just hate them. But most of us have a favorite carol. We, we've, we've all got a little bit of something. We know the story of Jesus. We know Mary and Joseph. We know all of the story. But how does that story fit in to my story? Well, when Mary asks this question, the angel says, well, that's the God himself is going to make sense of all of this. He's going to do what needs to be done in order that you can bridge the gap from where you are to where he wants you to be. And as I said at the start of all of this, 
I've been trying to follow Jesus for quite a long time. Or, well, he's been trying to take me. And I've seen something over and over again. That at times in our lives when we're saying, God, how does your word or your story fit into my story? That God has this way of coming close. And doing what needs to be done in order that Jesus Christ would make sense to us. We're going to sing another few carols in a moment. And you'll have seen the word hope appear on a lot of our screens and what we learn most of all through this story is that hope has a name and we've already mentioned the name Jesus because well it means he's going to rescue and he's going to save but one of the other names that we discover in the Christmas story is the name Emmanuel and it's almost like his nickname no it's like what we'll know Jesus for it simply means God with us. Now, so how does all of this fit into all of me? How, how, how does his story fit into my story? How does God's word fit into my world? Well, it starts by trusting that Jesus is everything that he has declared and promised to be that he has made a way for me to know God. (laughs) And in fact, he has made a way that I would know God every day as the God who walks with me. Emmanuel. I find that it's really helpful to just pray and ask God to be those things. And when it comes to Mary's story, ultimately she got to a place where she just went, I just trust you, God. I just trust you. And so I'm going to pray a prayer and perhaps you would like to echo some of that, maybe in your head, your heart, as I pray that. It's a prayer for people here today who, well, you may be a follower of Jesus Christ that every day is like, no, yeah, Jesus, come on, it's all good. You may be someone who has a strong faith, but sometimes that faith is challenged. Because what you go through in your life, sometimes you wonder, well, how does that story fit into this story? And it's also for a prayer for those people who go, well, you know, I've heard about Jesus. I've heard he's all of that. In fact, I've seen what happens with other people when they follow Jesus. I've, I've watched in on that, and it's really interesting. People, one day it's like they've no time for God, and the next day it's like they're at church and they're loving Jesus, and they're, it's like something's changing in them. And I, I've maybe seen that, and... Well, this prayer is also for someone who wants Jesus not to be part of just someone else's story, but actually the central character of their story. And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite you just where you're standing, just to perhaps echo some of these things as I pray.
Jesus, we just want to thank you that you're not God distance, distancing himself from us. <laughs> but you're God who has done everything so that you could come close to us. <laughs> Jesus, we want to thank you that you came with a purpose. The purpose wasn't to be a cute baby in a manger or a good guy. In fact, as God, you poured yourself into a baby's body inside the womb of a teenage girl. And you showed yourself in how you lived and how you loved to be more than any man, but to be God himself. Jesus, I, I, I don't understand everything. But by looking at your life, I understand that will you love me? That you pursue me with that love and that you never, ever stop loving me. And so with the big questions of how does this fit into that, I decide to trust you. I'm going to trust you today. I know I'm going to trust you tomorrow. And Jesus, most of all, I'm going to trust that you can take my life and make it so much more than I could ever make it on my own. So Jesus, would you bridge the gap between your story and my story? <laughs>